Coronavirus update for August 9th. We want to bring you up to speed on the latest numbers on the coronavirus update. I'm Jim Watkins. First, a look at weekly cases and fatality trends from COVID here at home in the U.S. Last week, the U.S. was reporting 85,300 new cases per day on average of coronavirus. That number has increased to just over 94,000, representing a 10% increase from week to week. Deaths per day across the cumulative United States is currently at about 465 people per day. That's up from 361 on August 1st. That's a 28% increase. In context, our peak in the United States, we were seeing 3,400 deaths per day on average, January 28th. In totality, we are still 96% lower than where we were at our peak. Those are CDC numbers. And then on Sunday, there were 129 deaths from COVID-related illness across the United States. California has seen a 14% increase in daily new cases. Average death stands at 39 per day in the Golden State. Last week, it was 35. That's a nominal change. It's good news. Looking at Florida, the hotspot for recent activity, new cases soared to over 23,000 on Sunday, August 8th. The average per day of new cases stands at just under 17,000. That's the rolling average. 200 deaths were reported on Saturday, hearkening back to January, where we were also seeing numbers nearly 200 per day. In the U.S., there are just over 6 million active cases of coronavirus as of today, Monday, August 9th, with California leading with just over 1.8 million COVID cases of people testing positive or showing signs of COVID illness. Virginia is number two with 636,000 active cases. Maryland with 452,000 active cases. Florida with 428,000 active cases. Texas ranks sixth with the number of active cases. With a look at the global numbers, the CDC and the World Health Organization say the percentage of sick or critically ill COVID patients at this time 98,682 people worldwide, or approximately 0.6% of the total number of active cases. From week to week, the number of average daily deaths is up 3% globally. Of the top five countries hardest hit with COVID deaths, Indonesia stands on top, but both new cases and deaths are showing signs of steady decreasing. Russia has flatlined, though still seeing over 700 deaths per day in Russia. Iran seeing about 550 deaths per day, as well as Mexico. And India is down about 70% in deaths from COVID. That's good news. Speaking of Mexico, our neighbor to the south, new cases are rising to about 21,000 per day. Deaths are at about 550 per day. That's up from 500 last week. Vax data shows 30% of the world's population has received at least one vaccination. 39.7 million shots are being given every day. In the U.S., 58.3% of Americans have had at least one vaccine shot. And now news with impact. From Newsmax, a preventative monoclonal antibody injection for people at high risk for developing severe COVID-19 after exposure to the coronavirus has been approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. 
The first dose of Regeneron's cocktail must be injected within 96 hours of exposure to the coronavirus, the FDA said in a statement. It contains monoclonal antibodies, casirovimab and indevimab, and is the first injectionable coronavirus antibody treatment approved by the FDA to prevent COVID-19 after exposure to the virus, according to NBC News. However, the treatment should not be considered a substitute for vaccination, and anyone who is eligible should get vaccinated, that according to the FDA. And the American Federation of Teachers is reversing its stance, saying they believe COVID-19 vaccinations should be required for U.S. teachers to protect students who are too young to be inoculated. The number of children hospitalized in COVID with COVID is rising ac- across the country, according to health experts who say the Indian or Delta variant being more likely to infect younger children than they originally believed with the original strain. Meanwhile, growing numbers of companies and state governments are mandating COVID-19 vaccinations, including United Airlines, Tyson's Foods, Microsoft, and uh, health workers in California and in New York are requiring employers and employees to get vaccinated. Speaking of children, this according to the latest study, more than 71,700 COVID-19 cases in people under the age of 18 were reported between July 22nd and 29th, with kids and teens representing about one in five new cases, according to that data that's here in the U.S. Doctors and nurses at Johns Hopkins All Children's Hospital in St. Petersburg, Florida, a state hammered by the Delta surge, have been extremely busy caring for pediatric patients diagnosed with COVID-19 in the past few weeks. Quote, we've seen the highest increases in COVID-19 at our hospital since the beginning of the pandemic. That according to Angela Green, the hospital's vice president and chief patient safety and quality officer. But there are mixed reports regarding the severity of illness linked to the Delta variant in kids. The tracking numbers show that the rate of pediatric COVID-19 hospitalizations is about the same as it has been for earlier variants, between 0.1 and 1.9%, depending on the state. Quote, while we are seeing an increase in overall cases, our hospitalization rate for COVID has remained the same, according to Angela Green in St. Petersburg. The AAP agrees, saying that at this time it appears the severe illness due to COVID-19 is uncommon, among children. Finally, there's this. Healthcare website BMJ reports around a third of the people in England in an England study who developed COVID-19 went on to experience long, long-term symptoms called long COVID. Findings from the real-time assessment of community transmission study from Imperial College London used a self-reported data measuring surveys carried out in September and February, between September 2020 and February 2021. The most common persistent symptom include tiredness, shortness of breath, muscle aches, and difficulty sleeping. In addition, the researchers found that long COVID was more common among women than men and with people who are overweight or obese or who smoke. People of Asian ethnicity seem to have the lowest number of cases of long COVID. The findings also indicated that prevalence of persistent symptoms increase with age. That's a look at the numbers and the news this week making an impact. All of this, all of this information is available at candidlyspeaking.net. Just look for the drop-down menu on the homepage. With your coronavirus update for August 9th, I'm Jim Watkins.